This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control needed to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. Save time and money and gain agility and scale by managing your company's finances in one place in real time from your desktop or phone. Start today. Right now, NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at NetSuite.com slash crunch. Get your free guide at NetSuite.com slash crunch. Ring slightly overhauls security and privacy, but it's still not enough. By Romain Dillett. Security camera maker Ring is updating its service to improve account security and give more control when it comes to privacy. Once again, this is yet another update that makes the overall experience slightly better, but the Amazon-owned company is still not doing enough to protect its users. First, Ring is reversing its stance when it comes to two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication is now mandatory. You can't even opt out. So the next time you log in on your Ring account, you'll receive a six-digit code via email or text message to confirm your login request. And this is very different from what Ring founder Jamie Simonoff told me at CES in early January. So now we're going one step further, which is for two-factor authentication, Simonoff told me. We really want to make it an opt-out, not an opt-in. You still want to let people opt out of it because there are people that just don't want it. You don't want to force it, but you want to make it as forceful as you can be without hurting the customer experience. Security experts all say that sending you a code by text message isn't perfect. It's better than no form of two-factor authentication, but text messages are not secure. They're also tied to your phone number. That's why SIM swapping attacks are on the rise. As for sending you a code via email, it really depends on your email account. If you haven't enabled two-factor authentication on your email account, then Ring's implementation of two-factor authentication is basically worthless. Ring should let you use app-based two-factor with the ability to turn off other methods in your account. And that doesn't solve Ring's password issues. As Motherboard originally found out, Ring doesn't prevent you from using a weak password and reusing passwords that have been compromised in security breaches from third-party services. A couple of weeks ago, TechCrunch's Zach Whitaker could create a Ring account with 12345678 and password as the password. He created another account with Password a few minutes ago. When it comes to privacy, the EFF called out Ring's app as it shares a ton of information with third-party services such as Branch.io, Mixpanel.com, AppsFlyer.com, and Facebook.com. Worse, Ring doesn't require meaningful consent from the user. 
You can now opt out of third-party services that help Ring serve personalized advertising. As for analytics, Ring is temporarily removing most third-party analytic services from its apps, but not all. The company plans on adding a menu to opt out of third-party analytic services in a future update. Enabling third-party trackers and letting you opt out later isn't GDPR compliant. So I hope the onboarding experience is going to change as well, as the company shouldn't enable these features without proper consent at all. Ring could have used this opportunity to adopt a far stronger stance when it comes to privacy. The company sells devices that you set up in your garden, your living room, and sometimes even your bedroom. Users certainly don't want third-party companies to learn more about your interactions with Ring services. But it seems like Ring's motto is still, if we can do it, why shouldn't we do it? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.